So uh, Justin gave me the opening joke. I, I have to change it now. He said, uh, that's going to be a really long sermon, 10,000 reasons. <laughs> so we'll start with number one. I don't know how long that's going to take because I'm going to have to come up with about 9,995 uh, additional ones. So anyways, good morning. I'm really excited to be able to do this. Um, I haven't preached, I think, since I was nine years old. That was on a, that was on a Wednesday night, and it was, that's what I thought my career was going to be. And then I went to ACU, and I decided, no, nah, I'm going to try something that makes a little more money than preaching. And uh, I mean, honestly, that's really what I was thinking. Uh, and so I, I, I decided to do accounting. Go figure. <laughs> I was thinking, well, I'll just get that accounting degree and I'll become a lawyer. And, uh, and you know, then I'll make a lot of money and I'll be really, really thankful. So um, the greatest plans get changed. My dad, when I graduated, he said, why don't you just try out that accounting degree and, uh, and see what you like, you know, if you like it or not before you start going back to school, and I, I liked that first paycheck, and uh, I decided, man, I'm never going back to school again. <laughs> so that's how it got started. So let, I have several texts here that, that um, I found and, and came up with some of the, the ideas of, of this Thanksgiving sermon. Um, Thanksgiving, for me, it's the best holiday ever. I mean, it's way better than Christmas, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and we'll talk about a couple of them later. But uh, it is the most popular holiday in the U.S. I don't know if you uh, watch TV much, but if you watch the news recently, you'll know that the uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the Sunday after Thanksgiving, so today, they're the two most traveled uh, days of the year. And that's because families are getting together. And that's, that's kind of the... Uh, that, that's kind of the purpose of Thanksgiving uh, as it's grown to be in the U.S., is a coming together of families. And a coming together of families for a feast, just like the feast that we just took uh, right here in communion. It's about being together, about fellowship, about family. It is truly the great American holiday. There is, there's plenty of statistics that show that Americans love and celebrate Thanksgiving more than any other holiday, more than July the 4th, more than Easter, more than Christmas. It truly is popular, and it's popular with all age groups. I, I looked up a few statistics that I want to share before we get into uh, uh, discussing the, the text and all. Um, most polls have shown that over the last two decades, 90% of all Americans celebrate Thanksgiving in some form or fashion. Think about that, 90%. And it doesn't matter what a religious affiliation they are. They still celebrate Thanksgiving in some way. A new word is developed uh, in the uh, dictionary, Friendsgiving, because that developed as people were unable to get back home and be with family, they would gather together as friends and have a traditional or non-traditional Thanksgiving feast, but a feast all, all the same. 
Another study I looked up said that 79%, which is weird since 90% celebrate it, but 79% have a favorable opinion of Thanksgiving. Now that breaks down a little different by uh, uh, generations. 76% of millennials have favorable opinion of Thanksgiving. 81% of Gen X and 85% of baby boomers. Gen Z and Gen Alpha, we don't know because they don't respond to those types of, uh, of polls. They, re they respond to other types of polls. Anyhow, as I continue to think about this, I was thinking, what's important about a feast or a festival? And I'd originally started thinking, okay, I'm gonna tie Thanksgiving together with uh, the, uh, uh, the celebration of Esther or the, the feast of Purim. And, uh, and that, that tangent got pushed aside with some other thoughts. And uh, I was gonna give you a real history lesson of how Thanksgiving got started and uh, where, we, where we started and where we came from. And then I thought, nah, people dispute how it really got started, so I don't wanna deal with that. So then I got to thinking, well, what is Thanksgiving? And so I came up with all these questions for myself. What's special about Thanksgiving? Is it tradition? Is it family? Is it really about giving thanks? Um, do we know the traditions of Thanksgiving, of the past Thanksgivings? Do we know the ones that are traditional in history? Or do we even know the traditions that our family does? And have we stayed true to those family traditions? Um, do you have unique traditions that you, that you do at Thanksgiving that other families don't seem to have? Um, how, do those, how do those traditions that we've come to get and, uh, and do uh, differ from those of the first celebrators of Thanksgiving? You know, it's a national holiday. And a lot of people don't know that it wasn't declared a national holiday uh, for a very, very long time. It was celebrated since the pilgrims, the Puritans, celebrated with the Native Americans that they came in contact with, that after that first winter of, of difficulty, so it was actually probably in the spring when they had this abundant harvest and they'd gotten through the winter where 50% of the women that came across died, died on, on board the ship, either on the transit or in the harbor. And it was a very, very difficult time. Children and men survived in greater numbers. And so even through that hardship, when they had this abundant harvest, they celebrated. They didn't, they didn't just celebrate for the abundance, because of what God gave them, but they celebrated the life that was spared. I mean, that, that's really the reason they came together, was to celebrate that with God and thank him for that abundance. So then I got to thinking, well, really, what's important about Thanksgiving to me? And uh, the reason it's my favorite, and it's the food. <laughs> As you can tell, I love food. And uh, hopefully some of, the, some of the food items that are shown there are things that made it to your Thanksgiving table. Um, I especially love deviled eggs and they were not on our Thanksgiving table this year. 
So I was a little disappointed in that. Um, and also missing is a Texas tradition of brisket. And uh, we really gave my brother-in-law a hard time about not providing that. Um, so again, back to what it, what's Thanksgiving to you and your family. What do you celebrate the most? Is it food or is it football or is it God? A friend of mine uh, I was playing golf with last week gave me this really corny joke and um, I have to go ahead and tell you. He said, in America, what one word describes the Thanksgiving feast? I was like, I don't know. I mean, uh, turkey? And he said, no, halftime. Because everyone plans to eat during halftime of one of the traditional football games. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of corny, but I'm going to go ahead and use it anyways. So Thanksgiving. Break down that word. Thanks giving or giving thanks or thankfully giving again in that that first um, instance of Thanksgiving celebration which actually is not the first but it's the one that the national holiday was developed off of they came together to give thanks for what God had given them in that in that uh, that harvest so I was thinking what, what am I thankful for? What should I be thankful for at this Thanksgiving? So I did a Google search. I mean, because Google knows everything, right? Uh, and if Google doesn't know it, Siri does, or uh, you can get it with Alexa or whatever. But I looked up uh, this Google search, and there was a lot of great ideas for what I should be thankful for. And yet, there was something that surprised me more than anything else. And that's when I looked, I found not one instance where it said, be thankful for God, for Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So I invite you to look that up. Do a Google search. See if, uh, see if you, you find an instance where God and Jesus are mentioned. And I think you won't. Uh, that's where we are in the world today. Thanksgiving really truly is about food and football and maybe sometimes family but not about God and Jesus. And I think that's a shame, because I think Thanksgiving should be a celebration of the abundance that God gives us. All right, so I've got a few points there that you can fill in the blanks. Don't be like Teresa and think, oh my goodness, look at all those lines on the page. You're really, you're really filling in one, and if you want to take notes, you can fill in the rest, uh, things that you think uh, are relevant. The first is develop a grateful heart. And to do that, I've got five, five habits here that you should develop. Practice giving thanks regularly. It should be, thankfulness should be our, our starting position, not criticism. And uh, as I was working on this, I told Teresa, I said, you know, this is really one I struggle with at times because it's uh, human nature to be critical of everything. And uh, so we, we, we just need to practice giving thanks regularly. We need to express gratitude regardless of the situation. There's always gonna be something that's, that's difficult uh, or, or uh, worrisome, but Paul tells us in, in 1 Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
Next, learn how to learn to see how bad experiences can produce good outcomes. You don't know it, but when you're going through a trial or tribulation, that may be something that is God is developing you for to help others in the future that are going to go through something similar or even worse. Learn to see how those bad experiences can produce good outcomes. It might not be you today, but it might be someone else tomorrow. Make gratitude a part of your interactions with other people. Uh, Rick Warren, I think most of you know who he is. He's, uh, he was uh, uh, a pastor at a, uh, one of the mega churches. Uh, he once said, to appreciate means to raise in value. That's not only true of things, it's true of people. When you appreciate somebody, you literally raise their value. And we ought to appreciate the people around us because it increases their self-worth. You know, things that we have, houses, uh, classic cars, sports memorabilia, if we take care of those things, they appreciate. But if we don't, they depreciate even more rapidly than uh, if you just kind of take care of them. And so it's the same with people. If we appreciate the souls around us, they have a better, a greater spiritual value and they, they will change your spiritual value as well. But if we don't take care of them, they're lost. We need to make gratitude, um, I did that one. Lean into the strength of, that gratitude provides. Um, have you ever noticed that people that have been through uh, very difficult times but yet have persevered, how happy they seem to be? Even in times of, of despair, they, they find the way to see God and focus on the Trinity. Bottom line, thankful people are happy people. Thank the Lord for his character. God shows us how to be. He shows us mercy. He shows us wisdom. He shows us sovereignty. He shows us his patience, his love, and most of all, he shows us salvation. Thank God for all of those characteristics. Um, in Habakkuk, you'll, you'll see in chapter three, it's a very dark time. And he, um, that, that, that third chapter is really a prayer. And it's, a, it's, an, impressive, uh, it's an impressive prayer. I'm not gonna read it because it's quite long, but the, the bottom line there is we need to learn to rejoice even in troubling times. Things, things were not going well for the children of Israel. Josiah, who had been a, a reformist, um, had been murdered, and the, the, the kingdom of Israel had slipped back into sin. And uh, things, things were just bad. And Habakkuk thought that God was not talking to the, the, the Israelites. And yet, once he prayed, he saw that he needed to rejoice even during troubling times. He, um, he, he mentions to us to show gratitude, even if we don't have what we want or what we need. That's a tough one. All right, the next one should have my favorite person in the world or character. I, I've noticed when I've mentioned Winnie the Pooh, there's some blank stares. Uh, Olivia knows who Winnie the Pooh is. And uh, Pooh Bear, as he's called in the show, is, is known for his smiles. 
okay? He's thankful for any and everything around him. He is positive. He's searching for the bee that looks for the honey. Eeyore, on the other hand, only sees clouds in the sky and the problems that, that the, uh, they're all around him. So I, I, love you, I love you all. I want you to smile like Winnie the Pooh because your smile reflects your life. Studies have shown that there's a correlation between uh, the intensity of your smile. So, you know, if you just do this, it's, it's not the same as this. Uh, the intensity will, it, it, it actually is scientifically proven to uh, give your life satisfaction and to increase the number of years you live. And who doesn't want to live longer? It suggests that your attitude and outlook can have a real and measurable impact on your length and quality of life. It's also noted in some studies that fake smiles actually help you release the endorphins that cause you to really smile. And so that can, a fake smile can actually add life expectancy as well. So when you're feeling down, do like little children do. When they have a, 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 a trauma, uh, they fall, they scrape their knee, what do you do? You help them, you get them to smile and laugh, and it's gone. That's the same for all of us. Smile and smile often. It's a showing of gratefulness and thankfulness. This, this slide, uh, Teresa and I discussed a little bit because it's, it's satire. It's really satire. But in order to be self, uh, or to be a little introspective, you have to understand some things about yourself. And so maybe it's, it's good to practice your unthankful behaviors. And so this, one thing I found was uh, keep a journal. Keep a journal. Track everything that bugs you. <laughs> write down three or four things. I know it's probably more than that each day, but write down three or four things that irritate you. Then set aside time to daily ponder what other people do to bug you. You'll go back to your journal and you'll note what bugs you and who did it. And you know, spend a little time thinking about that. Another thing is to use negative words in every sentence. Find some good adjectives to use that are bad. Horrible, bad, atrocious, irritating. Use those. Always, always multitask. Do not go to the dinner table. Go to the couch, turn on the TV, get your phone, do whatever it is that you can do to not pay attention to those around you. That'll help you be unthankful, I guarantee it. Uh, don't focus on the good stuff that's happening around you. Ignore it. Focus on the things that could go wrong in the future. Focus on yourself when you pray. Only ask God in your prayer time to get what you want. Don't, don't focus on anyone else. And then the final one was let your health deteriorate. Because Thanksgiving and physical health tend to work together. And thankful people tend to be healthy people, and healthy people tend to be thankful. So. Those are bad habits. And of course, you know, that's, like I said, it's satire. So it's a way to look at yourself and understand how, how to be more thankful and less unthankful in your life. Next, defeat your troubled heart. 
There's some references here that uh, are often quoted, but I think the main message in each of them are, are missed many, many times. The scripture in Ephesians 5 says, don't get drunk on wine. And that's what we always hear. Don't get drunk on wine. But to complete it is, but be filled with the Spirit. And the real message there is not, don't get drunk on wine. Yeah, okay, that's, that's not so good. But be filled with the Spirit. That's really good. But when you're filled with the Spirit, can you be upset? Can you be anything but grateful? You can't. Address one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, which is what we were just doing. But it's not about me singing for myself or even just to God. It's about me looking for someone like Melissa and singing, Rhonda, you know, let's, let's make sure that we're bringing each other up through the songs and prayers and hymns. Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. This one is, yeah, singing. We all sing every Sunday. But do we make melody to the Lord? Do we give him praise? Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's one of the reasons why we usually end uh, prayers with in your son Jesus' name. Um, But we need to remember to give thanks each and every day, multiple times. We live our lives in worship to God. And finally, this one's a big one to me, and I, I think it's really big today in today's world. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that I have to agree with Tracy or Ann, Justin, Brooke. It just means that when they tell me something and we have a little difference of opinion, I respectfully listen to them and I understand it. I don't have to, I don't have to say, oh yeah, you're right and I'm wrong. That's not submitting. Submitting out of reverence for Christ is just being considerate and kind, respectful. I promise I'm about to be done. The last, the last of the five points is why do thanksgiving and generosity go together? You can read the slide. Uh, there's a lot of things on there, but really when we give generously in Jesus' name, the recipients of those gifts, they're gonna thank God. So that's truly a paying it forward type thing. We're thanking God that we have the opportunity to give. They're thanking God that they had the uh, abundance to receive and God is getting uh, uh, thanked multiple times. In Mark 10, uh, we, we have the parable, or the, Jesus tells us about the rich young ruler who came to him and asked him, you know, I've done all this since I was a young boy. What else do I need to do? And he told him, give it all to the poor and come follow me. And y'all know the story. He went away sad. He missed the point. We have opportunities in the back uh, to, uh, to give m- both money and uh, uh, clothing, you know, to uh, Arms of Hope. And uh, uh, so, you know, bring pajamas, put it on the rack back there, take one of the stars from the tree back there, and, uh, and let's pay it forward. Give generously. As humans, 
what is our tendency? It's to take something and hold on tightly to it. Little, little children, I mean, we, we have a couple of two-year-olds in our house right now with, with our uh, grandkids this, this week. Mine, mine, you know? They learned that from the very beginning and it's terrible. Um, as, as Olivia told uh, her little brother, sharing is caring. Of course, she wanted him to share with her. <laughs> but the, the point is, sharing is caring. And God blesses us when we share with others. He gives us joy and thanksgiving. So, when we develop a grateful heart, uh, we need to make gratitude a daily practice. We need to thank the Lord for his character each and every day. Um, thankfulness comes from understanding God's character because his character is what is blessing us. We need to think about ourselves and, and how we are unthankful in order to change those behaviors. We need to, dis we need to uh, defeat our troubled heart. We, we need to not worry about the disappointment and, and um, issues that we've had or where we've fallen short of our own expectations. We need to learn to overcome that and move forward and have a, a smile to be a Winnie the Pooh, not an Eeyore. And then finally, why do Thanksgiving and generosity go together? Gratitude doesn't just come because we receive something. Although you're grateful when you receive something. But generosity inspires the thankfulness that, that you need in order to be grateful to God. It is truly more blessed to give than to receive. It truly is. Thanking God in the presence of your family, that is what Thanksgiving is all about. Five more things. Learn to express love for and on friends and family. Reflect on the abundance that God has provided to you each and every day. Focus on your spiritual shortcomings and work on growing through them. You can do it on your own or you can do it with, with us, with others. Find opportunities to share with others. Uh, we have some people here that are so good at sharing the gospel with others. I wish I was as good as they are. And then worship God the Father, just as we are today. Let's pray. God, you are a glorious God. Your wishes are our wishes. We thank you each and every day for the blessings you give us. Um, forgive each of us for the sins that we commit and let us be quickly able to forgive others that commit sins against us. Keep us away from all temptations. Keep the devil away. Keep him away from our hearts. You are the power and the glory of our, our lives. And that is through the now and through the end of time. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.